You better fucking come up with something. Do some DOS effects or some shit. Oh, what a disappointment. This is We Get It with Pauly Sebelia and Brent Axe. All right, Pauly, we're going to minor league baseball it this week. All right. So the Syracuse Chiefs, in a rare bit of brilliance, have come up with this alternate name. They're going to have a different logo, change their whole identity just for a night, and they're going to be the Syracuse Salt Potatoes. For a game, I believe August 5th is the night they're going to do this. People have gone absolutely batshit crazy for this stuff. They're buying T-shirts. They're all in on it. And this is minor league baseball. It's kooky. It's different. It's fun. And think of how in minor league baseball, like you go to Cooperstown and you see all these different crazy logos and hats. And you're like, I don't even care what team that is. I just want that hat or I want that T-shirt just because it's different and it's fun. So my question is, why make this temporary? Is it time for them to really turn the page? And it doesn't even have to be salt potatoes, but just something really stupid in a good way and go full minor league baseball here and change the identity of the team. Don't they need a revival? I think it would make more sense to do this as an event once a year than it would be to change. Because once you buy a salt potatoes hat, you've bought it and you don't need it anymore. Whereas next year, if they're the you know Dirty Lakes... Or something like that. The Dirty Lakes. Yeah. I like that. So then... How about the dirty, a little cleaner, but still don't swim in it lakes? (laughs) Or or the Syracuse Hobos, or, you know, the Syracuse Dinosaur Barbecue Sandwiches, or whatever you want to come up with. Yeah, but every year, if you did it, you would be selling hats. Like, once the novelty of the salt potato wears off, you're going to be... That's a fair point. They should at least do this every year. And look, there's an obvious one there, the Syracuse Nationals to pay homage to the NBA team here. You've got the Washington Nationals affiliation there. I'm sure you could work out whatever, you know, trademarks or anything you had to do there. So I'm willing to compromise on that. I think that's a great idea. And, you know, look, the Chiefs, you got to balance things out here. Do you appease your fan base more and go with tradition? Because changing your name is not an easy process as much as it's worth it to do it. But are you trying to build a new generation of fans, or are you trying to appease the older fans? I truly wonder if there's which category weighs more here in Syracuse, New York. Because bottom line, I want minor league baseball here. I want you know AHL hockey here. The more sports options we have, there's a professional soccer team that still kind of flies under the radar, but they've been around for a few years. The more choices we have as sports fans, the better. I think... You know, you've got to do these sorts of things to keep people interested and get them going back. You know how many people I heard at the Calder Cup playoffs that like I haven't been to a crunch game in 10 years, but went and kind of got this revival and really enjoyed it again. That's just because they were playing well. The Chiefs are in a different category to me. You have to do as many kooky, stupid, outlandish promotions as you can to keep people interested. Yeah, the bottom line is no matter what their name is, they're not going to be a huge draw. I don't think. They may sell merch, and they may get that 1 to 15 games a year where they actually fill up. It, it's going to take someone getting sent down or recovering from an injury, or I like the Tim Tebow theory. See, if you can get yeah. somebody like Tim Tebow on your team. Yeah. But it didn't work in Syracuse. They had Deion Sanders, and nobody went to those games. Nobody went. And, you know, the Strasburg games were huge, mm-hmm. and everybody knew that was temporary. It creates a demand. It's kind of the same thing with salt potatoes. If you make it a temporary thing, there's a demand, and, and people will rush for it. 
you know, I did PA over there for four years and there's just this rhythm that people get into in April and May. Nobody goes because the weather sucks. Then June comes. Kids get out of school. You start getting into Little League night and the fireworks night and those things that people, you know, just associate with going to the ballpark. And then there's, a, you know, an occasional night where it's the middle of summer. And you're like, hey, it's a nice night. Let's go to the ballpark. I just like that it's there and that option is there. You're not going to get 10,000 people on a consistent basis. But if you can, you know, reintroduce yourself to a lot of people, make it cool to go again. Because here's the thing with baseball, and I don't know why this isn't the case in hockey. It's purely a case in minor league baseball in this town. How good or bad they are does not matter. Like right now, Paulie, they are literally the worst team in professional baseball. I'm not saying that to make yeah. a strong statement. Of 150 professional baseball teams, they are the worst. So if you're going to get that kind of, you know, shitbag roster from the Washington Nationals, you better do all you can to make up for it. And something like this is is the way to do it. And they're doing bobbleheads this year, which I like. I mean, they're doing Thurman Munson, which I, I'm too... <laughs> Even I'm grandpa's too, too old for that. Yeah, I'm too yeah. young to remember Thurman Munson. But I mean, they're doing a Strasburg one, I believe, this year. But am I, this might be making me old too, but like I would love a Fred McGriff or a Stu Peterson or a, you know, Stu Peterson or a, or a Tony Fernandez. Well, do a bunch. You got to hit some that hit different generations. Yeah. You know, it, you know, and, and what's a bobblehead or a giveaway you could do that that hits a you know those darn millennials and a younger generation? Whatever it is, do yeah. it. Try Strasburg, it. Hype, or um, Harper. Yeah, and look, they gave away free tattoos, which was great. If you get a tattoo of our logo, you come to games for life. They have done some good things. Yeah, over that there. person was really hoping they don't become the salty dog. <laughs> you got to keep adding tattoos to yeah. get free admission. I thought the soccer team nailed it uh, back when the Chiefs. Originally did the name change to the Sky Chiefs and they put the pole out and yada, yada, yada. Salty Dogs, I think, is the best name for a Syracuse that was great. sports team. That was great. They did a great job. People enjoyed it. It was something that kind of revived the professional sports scene around here. I mean, look, it's hard to make money in minor league sports and they spent a lot of money they didn't have and kind of put a lot of effort into you know bringing in Casey and the Sunshine Band and spending more money than they should have. But they tried they revived it at work. People still talk about that team like, oh, yeah, that was fun. You know, they got dicked over by the administration that used to run the Chiefs and thought that that community-owned ballpark paid for by taxpayer money was, you know, their own fortress. They could do what they want. But, you know, now we're getting into revisionist history here. I uh, really used to pitch the idea for concerts to the Chiefs all the time. We used to have them come in and talk about promotions and stuff, and I always said, you could get, like, I was joking, but you could get the four non-fucking-blondes to come play, and people would go to that. It exactly. could be anybody. It could be those bands that don't cost you a lot of money, but would draw two, three thousand extra people to the ballpark on a summer night, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, said, hey, I recognize how drastically behind I am on this concept, but I just started watching Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm fascinated by this world we're in now with on-demand and binge-watching, as people call it, and look at me. I'm into Stranger Things a year after everybody got into this show, and now people are rediscovering things. And It's like, okay, 
from Stranger Things, you go to House or Cards or some of these other shows that are only on demand. So you have people that get on social media and start talking about these shows as if they just started a week ago. So I'm kind of torn here, Paulie, because I love the technology and I love that I can go from one episode to the next on my time and do it. But, you know, here's where you and I get into grandpa mode a little bit. It used to be you watch The Sopranos on Sunday night. You digested it. You talked to people about it. You kind of got it out of your system. You anticipated the next episode. There was something to that. Whereas now this entire season of this show is available. And if I want to spend eight, nine hours watching it, I can do that. And it's just, you know, gorge it and move on to the next thing. So I'm just I'm torn because I like that we're, the, the technology and the on demand aspect of it. But at the same time, am I appreciating these shows as much as I should? I will tell you something shocking. I have not been invested in a TV series since The Sopranos. Like there's been nothing that has caught my eye that I watch. I don't have Netflix, so I'm not watching any of that stuff. You know, I I'm a I watch American Pickers. In the, in the first 48, like nonstop, but, but that's, that's it. But that's the thing. I think a lot of people have done this. It's, it's, if it's not on demand or Netflix, it's just like, like the History Channel and all that just reshow this stuff oh my God, all the American time Pickers and you can figure it out. For 24 hours. Exactly. Straight. And they do these marathons. If you miss it, okay, don't worry. There'll be a, you know, uh, you know, an American Pickers three-day marathon, like over a holiday weekend or something. And you can just sit there and, and watch it there. So- I don't want to make it sound like this is bad. It's just the way it is now. But it just really struck me that, you know, in one night I was through six episodes of Stranger Things. And that's a credit to that show, which, by the way, you've got to watch this show. How much 80s nostalgia do we do on this dopey podcast? That's what this entire show is. And it's a great concept. And I want to give it a spoiler for you if you want to watch it. But. I don't know. I kind of felt guilty, too, because and how much pressure does this put on Netflix and these these, you know, content creators like, oh, what a great show. Now, give me more of it. It takes time to develop these things and write them and and put them out there. And and people just get so impatient waiting for that next series or or that next, you know, uh, uh, I shouldn't say the next series, the next batch of shows to show up in their Netflix queue. Could you? Cut the cord on cable. I mean, I know you're a sports guy, so it would be tough, but we were talking about this in the office yesterday. Could you could you just get rid of cable and live? Yes. I don't know why I haven't yet. And I think the reason is sports. If I could figure out a way to get live sports in the same way that I do on cable, I would totally do it. And I know I can get watch ESPN. There's apps available yeah. to it, but it's just not the same for me. It's just, I don't know what it is. I've been trained to watch sports on TV, and I've got to get out of that habit. I watched a Padres game on my PlayStation this weekend, and it was the same as watching it on goddamn TV. Well, that's the thing. Like, watching the Stranger Things now, Netflix on your... I've got a 50-inch TV at home. It's fine. It's the same thing. Yeah. I just... I'm <laughs> like, why am I paying 150 bucks a month for this shit? Exactly. Exactly. I can just pay for the internet. Well, that's where they bone you. you got to pay for the internet. And they're the only ones that distribute the internet. That that's worth it. You're a loser. You suck. Hey, asshole! You guys suck. Our newest segment. 
people we can't stand. Yes, these people are the worst. Get it right. These people that piss me off, whatever the hell it's called. Call it whatever you want, Paul. I don't care. Uh, you today are the person I can't stand. The guy I'm not who, the shitbag of the week. No. A new award here at the Galaxy Communications offices, but I'm, I, I win this week. Yeah, the guy who comes into the right. office and says, have you seen, and it's something that's been out for 20 years. <laughs> you know, the other thing was, I came into the office this week, I'm like, hey guys, guess where I ate this week? Chick-fil-A. It was fantastic. <laughs> like, how fucking behind am I on some of these things? It's ridiculous. Yeah, like, Josh was in the office yesterday telling us he saw Air Force One for the first time. <laughs> and we're like, who, who cares? That movie's been out for 20 years. It's amazing how people see certain things for the first time. Uh, you know, Seth Goldberg, a producer of On the Block on ESPN Radio, every movie reference I make, and these are movies everybody's seen, Caddyshack, Rocky, you know, Point Break, these shows that are on cable all the time. He hasn't seen any of these freaking shows. It drives me crazy. So well-deserved to uh, throw it in my face. And what other could... great discoveries will, will I make <laughs> at some point? If you guys heard this band called The Beatles, they're fantastic. Yes, sir. Yes. No. No, 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 no. Yes or no, Brent? The body issue of ESPN Magazine is a good read. No, it's not a good read. It's to, it bothers me. It, it is. Whatever expression you want to use, jump the shark, too old, ridiculous. The, you know, there was a great story I read on Deadspin the other day about basically how Sports Illustrated has turned their swimsuit issue Twitter feed. It's like basically porn because they're putting out all these photos where they're not even wearing swimsuits. Okay. So ESPN, to counter what Sports Illustrated did, it's interesting because it's kind of, you know, you're seeing athletes and how toned they are, but it's like, okay, we get it. Athletes are in good shape. Yeah. Why do I really need to see this? It just shows the desperation they have but you to know, sell print editions of this magazine. You can look at a guy in his uniform in any sport and tell, holy shit, that guy's jacked. Yeah. You don't need to see him bent over with his ass hanging out it's really getting to see the women it's that's what it is it's espn saying we're going to push the line as far as we can but they do it with dudes too that's it and here's what I, here's what i'll give espn credit like they've got people in the body issue that you would never think would be in the body issue like wasn't prince fielder in the body issue at some point you know they put people in this thing we're like whoa don't need to see that but hey give you credit for for giving it a shot Yes or no, Brent? The baseballs are juiced. I have to say yes. You think so? How else have home runs spiked at the rate that they have this year when drug testing has never been better? And look, as we were just talking I'm about- I'm thinking it could be that the testing's not as good as everybody thinks. It well, could be the, a new the athletes thing. are always ahead of the testing. So there could be some new thing out there that they're ahead of. Because I don't care how juiced the ball is. They're going 500 feet almost a Look lot of nights. Judge. Aaron Judge is destroying the baseball. Hunter and, Renfro, a guy you've never heard of, and 90% of the people listening you've never heard of for the Padres, hit one 479 feet the other night. Pitching's never been better. The, you know, And we were just talking about with the body issue. I mean, obviously these guys are bigger, faster, stronger than they ever have been before. But... Something's up there. Now, here's what I don't know. What what details a juiced baseball? Like what? I don't even know. Like I don't know what what's they a do. regular ball versus what's a juiced baseball. Is like, it a super ball inside of it? 
this is like the opposite of the deflate gate thing, you know, where they were taking air out of the football to get a better grip. It's time for. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? This week in history. Ba ba da da. All right, Paulie. I Googled do you like stuff. the open? Do you I like love the, open the open with the Doc and? Everything's better with the voice guy. Yeah, but yours has a drop from Back to the Future, so it's Back to the Future because it's this week in history. You I get, get it, it Paulie. You yes. get it? <laughs> yes. Nice work on that one. Good Googling, which I did here. Uh, very sportsy this week in history. This week. Uh, this week in history, 1987, WFAN became the first 24-hour sports talk radio station. Also, it was the number one station in the billing station in the country yes. for a long time. It amazes me that before this concept, how boring sports talk radio was, and it was just like a bunch of TV guys that were getting on there and doing interviews, and like it's normal now to hear how opinionated people are about sports, but think how boring it must have been. Do you remember your originals, like your original sports talk shows that you listened to? Oh, no doubt. The fabulous sports babe. Oh, the babe was great. Do you know what was great about her? Her takes weren't great. The pace of that show made it. Absolutely. In, out, in, out. Get You call in, you're off in 30 seconds. Production boom, segments. Boom. It wasn't even, you know, the best credit I can give the fabulous sports babe is you never thought about that it was a woman. It was just a great show. Um, Jim Rome still doing the same goddamn show. But Jim Rome, I can't believe he's still as relevant as he is, as syndicated as he is, as much money as he makes. Like I said, it's the same freaking show over and over again. My favorite all-time sports talk radio show, and I am just thrilled that this has kind of made it into the podcast world, is Tony Kornheiser show. Yes. How he did that show, how he tried to make it like I'm above sports and sports is silly, but... You could tell there was still a passion there about sports, but how he was able to get on ESPN Radio nationally and bring on a movie critic and do different things. And this is normal now in this world, especially like in the podcast we're doing now. But then in the 90s and the early 2000s, when this really took off, this was like, whoa, what are you doing here? You can't rock the boat like it. But, you know, he just came in and and said, screw it. I'm going to do it my way. I loved Papa Joe Chevalier. Papa Uh, Joe. uh, Pharrell on the bench. was Pharrell on the bench. All fun Falling. stuff. Here we go. Oh, you're in Syracuse. Crack a, crack a Utica club. Polly is this wing, 1988. Mike Tyson knocked out Spinks. How many seconds did he do it in, Polly? 13? 91 seconds. Oh. It was this week in history also that Mike Tyson bit a Vander Holyfield's ear and took a chunk out of that thing. Chunk of that ear is at a restaurant we always go to in Cincinnati, and I can't what? freaking... Remember what that? They a, kept it. Yeah, there's a. Uh, <laughs> Come on. There's a barbecue place. I think it's in Cincinnati that has. <laughs> there's the chunk of of a Vander Holyfield's yeah. ear is it's like a in a barbe- glass case. It's a it's a barbecue place we go to with SU basketball. Is all it the in time. formaldehyde or something? How did they preserve it? Oh, there it is, right there. A collector's item: a Vander Holyfield's ear cartilage is at. Montgomery Inn in Cincinnati. Wow. There's a picture of it. It looks like a piece of chewed <laughs> bubblegum. It really does. Are the teeth can you get, are the teeth marks still on that thing? That seems too big, right? It really does. But that's he he got a good chunk of it. Like you could see 
Holyfield's ear yeah. was it looked like somebody like he a bullet grazed him or something and just so there you go. I took wasn't, off part I wasn't of dreaming ear. that. I love that you remembered that. That's fantastic. Well, you're not going to forget seeing someone's ear while you're eating. One of my favorite baseball, I don't want to say memories, but one of the more unique things ever happened this week in 1990. Dave Stewart and Fernando Venezuela threw no hitters on the same day. It was the first time in baseball history, though, that you had no hitters in the American League and the National League on the same day. And Fernando, Fernando. he had to have been 50 at that point, right? He was uh, old and, let's just say, had... How can I put this about Fernando at the time? Um, he wasn't missing many meals. It still went out there through a no-hitter, man. God bless him. Paul, you know what the number one song in all of the land was 30 years ago this week? 2017. All right, all right 87? There you go. All right. Good uh, math there, pal. 87. It wasn't Guns N' Roses. <laughs> no, it was not Guns N' Roses. Was it? Do you want a, uh, a, hint? Want a strong hint? I would like a hint. This week began an 11-week stay. At the number one spot in all of the land. That doesn't help. Black or White by Michael Jackson. That is incorrect. Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Good tune. Used to uh, enjoy that video as a kid, if I you know what I mean. feel the heat with somebody. She oh, was so I want to hot. dance with somebody. She... Whitney was the best. That The hair in that video. That's an all-time hair. Like She's on the all-time hair team for how she did her hair. Nah, I wasn't worried about her hair. The rest of her. Oh, we miss Whitney, man. Crack is whack. Uh, the number one movie in all of the land, and I want to go 1997. So that would be 20 years ago. Correct. Uh, Air Force One. <laughs> Great movie. Have you seen that, <laughs> by the way? Uh, it, it had a one-week stay in the number one spot. You want a hint? Yes, Nick Brent. Cage movie. Face off. Yes. Boom. Yes. Yes. You finally guessed one of these. <laughs> Fan freaking tastic. 